0: Yeah. Yes, indeed Welcome back to the VIP show On WBCA 102.9 FM Boston Boston's community radio station The VIP show Voices in Progress That is Is brought to you by the good young people of YPP Youth Purpose and Partnership We have another guest A good guest crew of VIPs in the building today uh, I have the privilege of co-hosting the show with these brilliant young people. My name is Harry Harding and I also have the privilege of overseeing the Youth Purpose and Partnership Program YPP. And like I said, we are uh, privileged to join us with to have us joined by four VIPs in the building, Jenaya, Keon and Matthew. What's good YPP? How y'all feeling today? I know it's it's, it's you know after school the you know what I mean? It's 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 tough to get get the energy up, especially after a long day. But we here, we're gonna do it. So again, the VIP show is all about the young people, the VIPs themselves. Again, uh, sharing with us their voices, sharing with us their perspective, uh, and they actually co produced this show. Uh, if you've been listening to our show, then you've heard a number of young people already from YPP. Uh, we've been talked we've talked about in the last. A uh, couple groups, we talked about justice, we talked about um, uh, safety, um, and today we're we're really bringing it to community. Uh, and uh, the young people today wanted to talk about community. There's a lot of issues that we could talk about, obviously, um, some good, some not so good. Um, and today we're hoping to unpack a lot of that. So, again, I have with me, again, Janiyah, Keon, and Matthew. So I'm going to open up the floor to have a discussion with them um, the first question I really want to ask is, I mean, and, it, and it's, a, it's a heavy question to start, but I think it's a, it's an important one because, you know, the violence, it seems, um, that has taken place not just locally, but it seems to be everywhere uh, across the globe, um, violence just erupting in all kinds of different ways. And um, not that it's anything new, but I think now we're in the age of social media um, and there's just so much um footage and so much more coverage and so many more images of the you know the terrible and horrible things that are happening across the world people that are, people are doing to one another people are doing to um groups and the community is definitely suffering for it and so the the, the first question is kind of a deep one but I want to open it up to y'all which is why do you think violence in the community is an issue? Why does violence even happen? What is, what's, the, what's the cause for violence?
1: Um, <clears throat> I personally think that violence in the community is an issue because mostly in communities, you would think that people would want to come together instead of like wanting harm to one another. They would want to come together as a group. So with the, like with violence in the community, it's bad because it's like you would want to come together with people surrounded by you and thinking that, like you know, they would be there for you. But instead, you have to watch your back.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, why why do you think that it happens, Janai? Like, why do people lean towards being violent? Why does that happen?
1: Um, I can say like most parts like some people could be going through things that you don't know, but at the same time, that's not really an excuse Mm. either. And people just do actions before they think about it, and they just have to deal with the consequence later on down the line. That's
0: real. What do y'all think, gentlemen? I think that it's a big issue. Because it's like,
2: there's kids out there, and it's like, there's kids out there, and it's like, imagine seeing your father or your mother go through the
0: know, violence and they have to witness it happen in front of them and stuff yeah it's not that's that's definitely one of the the worst parts about community violence is you know not you know obviously the person who was the the victim is you know experiences you know terrible consequences but then the community surrounding the victim also suffers too so you know it's it's not just a you know, one on one kind of problem, right? It really affects all of us. Um, I'm curious, you know, Keon. I mean, and and Keon, welcome back to the VIP show. Keon is um, has joined the VIP show before and um, has had conversations like this before. So, I'm curious, from your perspective, you know, what's your take on you know why you think there's so much violence in the community? Uh, thank you again for Thank you again here for having me on this show.
3: Um, I think, I think violence in the community all stems from money inequality, hmm. because one thing that I know about, like, a lot of people riot, a lot of people back then, like, would riot due to money inequality, that they would have experience from the government, which would cause them to, like, actually cause violence. And I know that because, like, I was just earlier, probably, but what's called early today, I, I was learning something about, like how a lot of, how a lot of Americans have experienced money inequality and like how, how a lot of anger and stress for them to like root against like and protest in violent ways was all stemming from money inequality. And like, that's why I know from like the 1920s, the roaring 20s, et cetera.
0: Yeah. You know, again, violence is, like I said, I was saying earlier, it's definitely not new. You know, this is, you know, you can go back to any era and, any time period and there's going to be violence to speak of. There's going to be violent people, you know, people doing violent things and, and, and taking advantage of people. So it's, it's not new. And I think, you know, there's, there's something that, um, is it, does anyone on the call, do you guys know what a recency bias is? I heard that term. What what does that mean? Keon? Uh recency bias means
3: like, let's say, let's say I see my friend beat somebody else. Um. Let's say I see my friend beat somebody else in a basketball game, and then like two hours later, I see I see my the same friend beat him, and I just and I just I'm have to say like, oh no, this friend's better than you. That's just me using recency bias because like I just see what I like. I like we could just use a time frame moment and just like connect back to it.
0: Yeah, I I think I I got I think I got where you were going there. The the idea of you know, we get so caught up in in right now that we think right now is the worst part of life or the worst part of history when the truth is, I mean, you can go back to the, the civil rights era, for example, in the 60s, and, you know, everybody who lived at that time you know the the violence that was happening you couldn't tell them that it was any it wasn't as bad as it is today right or if you go back to even way back in the 1800s or 1700s in the civil war or american revolution in those those days there was obviously a lot of violence going on then and go back even further you go back thousands of years you know go back to biblical days right and there was wars and violence going on so the truth is again this is a part of human history unfortunately um this is something that happens um you know, probably way too much. Um, but you know, the, you know, the reason why I asked about the recency bias is because again, sometimes we, sometimes we have a tendency to believe that what we're experiencing now is worse than it's ever been. Um, especially again, because we see so much of it with social media and things. But again, I think the the reality is, um, you know, violence has always been with us and, you know, I think what we want to do as part of, you know, being a part of this program, but also, being good community citizens is that we wanna be part of the solution, right? We don't wanna continue that trend of violence. We wanna be part of, you know, helping the community heal and helping helping the community help one another. So, you know, um, you know, I know this is, again, we're having a heavy topic, but this is important for your voices to be a part of this discussion because we've heard enough about what adults think. Um, we hear what they think all the time but we don't often ask young people who are also affected by the violence because you're just as much part of the community as all of us. We don't often talk to you about what you believe. And so, you know, I appreciate the VIPs tonight so far for, you know, stepping up and having this conversation on air. And um, I hope that uh, those of you who listen to this appreciate what you're listening to, which is the VIP show uh, on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. And the VIP show is brought to you by Children's Services of Roxbury, and the good young people of YPP, Youth Purpose and Partnership. We're going to take a quick musical break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our conversations with the VIPs, Janiyah, Matthew, and Keon. Stay tuned for more VIP show.
3: This is the Black History Minute brought to you by BNN and WBCALP, honoring the contributions of prominent black figures to the society. Otis Boykin, Inventor Otis Boykin holds 27 patents, the most notable is the electronic control device for guided missiles, IBM computers, and the pacemaker. For more on black excellence, be sure to visit our website at bnnmedia.org and tune in to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station.
4: different when i here alone, not by myself. It's different when I think you might be with somebody, yeah. It's different, it's different, it's different, it's different, it's different, it's different, different, it's different. This shit.
1: This is the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station.
0: Thank you, Janayo. Yes, welcome back to the VIP show. You were listening to Hit Different featuring Ty Sign from Scissor. Um I think as we went before we went to break again, we started talking about, you know, violence in the community and how impactful it is. Um Let's let's start a little bit of a conversation about solutions. And so, you know, Matthew, when you think about how violence can be minimized in the community, or how we can help solve the problem of violence, what comes to mind for you? I um, what comes to mind for me about how we
2: can like kind of help around? Uh, I really don't know. Like, I feel like I feel like no matter what we do, it's not really going to come to an end.
0: Mm. That's sad. I mean, I hope that's not true. Um, you know, I, I see why you might feel that way. Cause it is, it is depressing, right? You, you see what happens and you, you know, there's always, you know, we have law enforcement, we have community groups, we have people who are dedicated to, to violence prevention, but yet it still does ha- happen and happens often. So I, I understand that, that, um, perspective, but I guess I'm still going to push you a little bit like, Let's just say, you know, you had a magic wand and you could, um, you know, change it tomorrow. Like, what would you do? What what would you um, encourage to happen so that you know we could change some of this stuff? I mean, gun control. Okay, it's a good start. Yeah. Guns definitely have a, uh, a <laughs> they, they have a big part in this. But when you say gun control, what does that mean to you?
2: Uh, that means like, like, like I try to like I don't know like stop selling these crazy guns to like young kids like because mm-hmm. I heard that in a, in some states like you can buy an AR fifteen when you're eighteen but you can't get like a normal handgun yeah. so like probably like control stuff like that.
0: I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know how you know how true that is. I don't know what you know about certain laws in other states, but you know, I do think that there needs to be regulation on, on, um, the types of guns that are sold and, and, um, you know, how we determine who should uh, have firearms, you know, at the same time, you know, there is a, an argument around, you know, our freedom and, you know, the second amendment to, to, and the right to bear arms. So I think that there's a balance between the two that we have to try to figure out, which is, you know, that's where, why there's such a, a big debate about this. Um, and just so you all know, um, you know, the, the firearms, trying to obtain a firearm legally in Massachusetts is actually very, very difficult. Massachusetts has one of the more uh, difficult, um, uh, you know, protocols um, around getting a firearm. So, you know, that's a, you know, some people would say that that's a very good thing. Um, and others might argue that that's um, not that great. But the point is, um, there are definitely some states that it's way too easy uh, for people to get guns, and we've seen that happen in uh, other parts of the country where these school shootings take place or mass shootings take place, and uh, they they do the research, and you know these these kids and young people are getting guns that are, you know, um, just again way too easy for them to get. So that's a good point. I'm curious from Keon, same same thing from you. Like if you had a magic wand and you could just, you know, change some of the violent behavior that's happening in the community, like what would you, what might you do? What, come, what kind of solutions would you come up with?
3: I don't know. I'll just most likely use my views. Like let's say I had a large social media platform at the time. I'll most likely use my social media platform to like try to promote, like try to get guns off the street. Okay. Try to use it in a positive way, as people always say.
0: I I like that. I definitely love the idea. I mean, we talked about social media on this show um, with some of your your, your classmates and your colleagues um, a few weeks back. And that was something that definitely came up was how social media can be used for, for good and it can be used for not so good. So I like what you're saying about using it to, um, you know, try to encourage people not to be so violent and, and to think about how they use guns. So that's what's up. What about you, Janiyah? What do you think? What, what what would you use with your magic wand? How would you change things?
1: Um. I would change everybody's minds to think before they do. Hmm. I say that because it's like most people would just act out of anger or just do whatever out of anger and not think of um, how it can mess up their life in the future or how it could hurt that person's like, like not. They just don't think before they do it. They just do. And I want people to think before they do so they realize on how it can mess up our community and mess up people's lives and mess up people's families.
0: Well said. Um, that's that's why I love this show because, we're, again, we're able to get the perspective of young people who are passionate and who care about the community. Again, we don't always give young people the credit for for being that way. Um, oftentimes we see their voice and we you know don't, seek it and we don't appreciate it and we don't amplify it. So again, shout out to our VIPs tonight uh, for, for being a part of the solution and not being a part of the problem. So, um, you know, again, I appreciate y'all's voice and I appreciate y'all for, you know, doing what you do on a day to day. This is the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station with your co-host and co-producer of the VIP show, Harry Harding uh, alongside again, very special VIPs today Three of them, Janiyah, Matthew, and Keon. Again, we're talking about community. We've been talking about things that hurt the community, such as violence, one of the most uh, harmful parts of the community. But we're going to continue the conversation on the other side of this break. So stay tuned for more VIP show.
4: Turning my pain into purpose is pretty much what I have done to start this foundation. In August 2020, after the death of George Floyd, Bridget Floyd and other family members established the George Floyd Memorial Foundation in support of the black community. It's going to take more than just us as a foundation. It's going to take the community, the world, to make a change. Fight for racial justice for the black community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council.
5: Without 40 Ollie, there be no me Imagine if I never met the broskis God's plan, God's plan I can't do this on my own, Hey, no hey. Someone watching it close, Yep, yeah, close I've been me since Scarlet Road, hey, bro, ay hey. Might go down as G-O-D, yeah, wait I go hard on Southside G, hey, wait I make sure that Northside E, yeah it's still bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wish and wishing and wishing and wishing. They, wishing they wishing on me. Yeah, yeah. Bad things, it's a lot of bad things that they wish and wishing and wishing they wishing, they wish and on me. Yeah.
1: She was 27 years old. She got in her car and took the gun that my grandfather had given her for self-defense. She never got to see her son grow up to be anything because she had easy access to a gun. I've been robbed of that relationship.
4: 65 Americans a day die by gun suicide. Safe gun storage saves lives. Learn more at infamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back
3: to the VIP show
0: with your co-host, Keon. You just listened to God's plan. God's, God's <laughs> plan by Drake. <laughs> Thank you, Keon. Welcome back to the VIP show. WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, the VIP show brought to you by children's services of Roxbury and the good young people of YPP youth purpose and partnership Today, with three VIPs, Keon, Janaya, and Matthew, we've been talking about community. Today, uh, we talked about community violence and um, began to talk a little bit about how we can, how what we would like to see to change the violence. Um, you know, I, I want to change directions a little bit um, uh, and, and talk about, uh, pose a question to you. Um, one, one interesting stat that I always it's a both a sad stat, but it also makes you think, um, you know, let me just ask a question before I say the stat. How many of all the Americans in America, so there's about there's approximately 330 million Americans, I think, or roughly around that. How many, How what percentage do you think of that is African-Americans? Any one of you? If you know, you know, but if you just, what's your best guess? Thirty five percent. Okay. Thirty five percent, okay. What's another guess? Like fifty percent. Fifty percent, okay. Well, I'll tell you it's a lot lower than both of those, right? So the it's really roughly around thirteen percent, right? Roughly. Right? Now that means, you know, roughly this is all rough math, but like that's about, you know, against this three hundred of roughly million Americans and 13 percent are African Americans that's roughly about 35 million around there um how many what percentage of African Americans do you think are incarcerated or in jail 50. Oof.
3: 45
1: actually thirty 30 I'm stick 50.
0: 50 that's you know that that's i'm glad that it's not that high thank god but it's still very very high um it's about 40 percent, right so a little over actually so think about that for a second right that you know and again just doing the rough math again that means of you know 13 percent of the population so roughly around 30 million 35 million people african-american and forty percent of those, of the of the uh, those incarcerated are African American, right? So that's a huge disparity, right? If we're saying that, you know, a very a small percentage of the American population, right? So again, that's why sometimes you might hear the term minority, right? Um, so thirteen percent is kind of a minority percentage. Thirteen percent of the population is Black or African American but 40% plus of the, of the prison system is black. So there are many people who believe, well, certainly I'm one of those people that believe that there's a major injustice in our prison system and in our court system that treats black people in uh, that there's a favor. There's a, they treat us unfavorably or they treat us terribly or they treat us, worse than they treat other races, particularly white people. And there's an injustice and a a discrepancy there. And there's an injustice. There are other people who believe that the numbers reflect that African-Americans are just more violent and more criminal people. Um, Now, I don't believe that. I'm curious what y'all think. So the question is, is it possible that one community is more violent than the other and in this case do you think that black people in general are more violent than other people
1: um i don't think that i feel like whoever thinks that is more of like on like this skin sco- this skin color versus this skin color because mm. it's like Anybody can do anything, no matter what skin color you are, so or like what your ethnicity is, like Facts. no matter what your mix. with, you know, anybody can do anything. Like, there's a different race out here doing different things. So
0: it's like, yeah. Keon, Matthew, what you think? You think black people are more violent than white people? Uh, no. I don't
2: know
0: how I can answer that question. I say, I know it's a heavy one. I mean, even if you take, let's take race out of it for a second, just in general, do you think that one community could be more violent than another community? Is that yes. possible? Yes. Okay, and why why, is, why would that be, and how is that? Like, give me an example, or tell me, what, if you say yes, and you believe that, where, why, what, is, what do you mean? What are you thinking about? Probably there's certain thoughts. Like they think
3: differently really from a whole different community. So they they might go by one movie the another community doesn't. What
0: do you think, Matthew?
2: Uh, what I think, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna have to say yes, I feel like black people are more violent, cause it's like everything, everything that's happening, gay violence is always black people. Like i mm-hmm. I've yet to see like a gang filled with white people. I've yet to see that.
0: Mm-hmm. So I wonder, so I appreciate you for being honest, because again, that's it's okay to have that opinion. Um, but the the question is, you know, let's, let's unpack it a little bit as to why, right? So first, let's talk about, and again, we're just going to stick on, on Matthew's um, perspective here for a moment. So if you, we only see images of black people or black gangs, but not white gangs, do you think it's possible that the media has something to do with that
2: i mean yeah there's definitely white games out there but the reason why i feel like black games are more like targeted because like they're it's like mainly them doing more like i don't know how to explain it like they're they do more than like other gangs so it's like i've never seen a white game like I've, I've never seen a white game in my life but I know mm. that there's a white gang out there somewhere. It's just that they're not, like, they're not
0: really doing all that other stuff. So it's interesting. I, I want to hear some other stuff. Go ahead, Janai.
1: I just feel like, Matthew, like, you got to think about it, about it with violence. Sometimes it doesn't really have anything to do with gangs. Like, hmm.
0: sometimes
1: it could be, like like, a white family and the husband... Murders his wife, like that. Like it, it's, it's like it could be the totally office, opposite. Like violence doesn't always have to be with a gang. Like most of the time it is, but if you really think about it, violence isn't always connected to gang violence.
0: Yeah, I think that's true. And I also think, um you know, Matthew, if you think about like um you've never seen a white gang, but let me ask you a question: Have you ever heard of the mafia? The Italian Mafia, have you ever heard of it?
2: Yeah, yeah I, get, yeah, I heard of the Mafia.
0: Yeah. So now, you know, I'll be honest with you. Again, a lot of my knowledge of Mafia does come from uh, media. It doesn't come from my own research. So I'm going to be very careful about me saying that any of this is 100% facts. But I will say that, you know, there is evidence of the Mafia existing. Um, and there is evidence, plenty of evidence of violence Um, connected to uh, mafia, both not just Italian mafia, there's Russian mafia, there's, um, you know, uh, trying to think of other Irish, Irish mafia, there's definitely many, um, you know, uh, violent groups that are not black or African American, right? And so, you know, I just throw that out there to say, you know, there really is no, at least in my opinion, there is no difference In terms of color, I think, Janiyah, you were saying this, too, like color does not necessarily um, dictate if a community is violent or not. Um, But then if we say that, then we have to say, okay, well, the the question becomes, well, what does create violence? What is it that makes a a community violent? And we kind of started to talk a little bit about that at the beginning of the show when I asked you what you you know, why you think violence exists. But let's ask, let's like move the question, move this and unpack it a little bit more with this question, which is, well, do you think that part of the reason why violence exists is due to the resources or lack of resources in a particular community? Uh, I think it's like a mix of both. Okay, a mix of both, meaning what?
2: Because they like they have too much resources. Like again, gangs maybe having guns and stuff. That's like a little bit too much resources when they don't have gun licenses and stuff. And then they don't have they don't have like a lot of resources. Like I know in Boston, because I know a couple of people. Like they they can't they can't sleep out their house. They have, they don't have a lot of clothes and stuff. So it's like it's kind of like a mix of both.
0: Yeah. What's some other, what's some other thoughts? Eon Janai, what do you think? I agree. Um, I I agree with him
3: because I feel like lack of resources, like I feel like too much resources is a problem. And lack of resources is a problem too. Like it's it's basically a like you can't win. It's real life, you can't win. Cause with too much resources, that gets people, that gets people an advantage it puts Mm -hmm. them at power with lack of resources that gets that doesn't get people any advantage to even try to defend themselves or try to provide for them families, which causes them to try to go out in these acts as I said. Right.
0: right. It's kind of two sides of the same coin, right? So if you have a, a community that has too much resources or that has, you know, excessive amounts of resources, that means another community is lacking resources, right? So that's kind of what we see sometimes between the difference, like in the inner cities across the country or even, you know, across the world when you have parts of the community that are, you know, have that lack food or lack clean water or lack, you know, um, affordable housing, whatever the case is, um, there tends to be high crime in those areas, right? Because people are desperate and people um, don't always have their basic necessities. And so they tend to do crime as a way to, you know, make up for their lack of resources, right? So it's not that it's a good thing. I mean, we don't want to say that that's, we don't condone that. None of us, I think, think that's a good thing. But, you know, trying to understand why violence exists is a different question than than thinking that it should exist, right? You're listening to the VIP show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station, with your co-host and co-producer, Harry Harding. I am overseeing the Youth Purpose and Partnership Program. And today on YPP, we, uh, YPP Radio, the VIP show, we have three VIPs from the YPP program, Janiya, Matthew, and Keon, who are having a very deep conversation today, a very involved conversation about community. Um, and we've, we've kind of centered a bunch on violence in the community. Um, it's obviously a very important topic, uh, one that Im- in- impacts all of us. Uh, in some way, in shape or form, and the young people today have been, you know, unpacking a number of different subjects, particularly, um, you know, why they think violent, violence exists, and you know, even talking a little bit about solutions about how we can change it. So we're going to take another short musical break, and when we come back, we're going to wrap up our discussion with our VIPs. And talk more about community stay tuned for more vip show on wbca 102.9 fm boston
1: my name is Teresa barber i was in the united states navy and i served overseas in the middle east and africa early on in my career i had a commander that taught our suicide prevention training and the very next day he took his own life of suicide attempts involving a gun are fatal. My way of continuing my service is to help protect my community by being a responsible gun owner and by storing firearms safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council.
4: I'm solitary earring, from a mile away I can't do what she want me to do, she's trying to take my child away. I think my past trying to haunt me What do everybody want from me? What do everybody want from me? What do everybody want from me? I gotta give it to them if I don't, I'm wrong Go to the hood or make a song trying to to the studio I'm trying to make a way for my folks See like I'm open city, only hope I gotta get it, I ain't got time to play I've been having nightmares about going back to jail so I wake up Drinking all this lame poppin' out of raw so I can stay up mm-hmm. that I used to love actin' like they mad cause I got my cake up I Ain't gonna never let it get to an*** keep on grindin' tryna get another man No on peace, greed I pay the rent for the closet They just wanna talk about my past, now I wanna sell the fat and I'm I'm a boss Everything I wanted, I'ma go and get it I ain't trippin' by the coast, yeah Everybody want a piece of the window, they never doubt me it lost it My main man try to cross me I'm tryna pass it down to my offspring All they ever see me flossin' My first meal felt awesome They can't follow me, I lost them Had a up, so I bossed up Now I'm bossed up I can't wait around nobody, I need it right now I might buy that car if it made the right sound Solitary hearing clean from a mile away can't do what she want me to do, she try to tell my child I away I take my past, tryna haunt me What do everybody want from me? What do everybody want from me? What do everybody want from me? I gotta give it to him. if I don't, I'm wrong I'm to Go to the hood up, make a song, turn the child's right to the studio She gotta be piped up and feel my emphasis She hot, yeah, she sizzling, but can't love her more than the studio
5: Serena say the yeah, most of my chains tend so I woke not
1: Hello, my name is Demetrius and I'm 11 years old. I've been Jesse's little brother for two years. A lot of boys my age need a big brother, but they aren't as lucky as me to have one. Did you know that there are hundreds of boys waiting for a big in eastern Massachusetts? Learn how you can make a difference and defend the potential of a child like me. To learn more, you can visit massbaybigs.org.
2: Thank you for listening to the VIP show. I'm your co host, Matthew, producer and peer leader of YPP Youth Purpose and Partnership.
0: Thank you, Matthew. Welcome back to the VIP show. We are uh, wrapping up today's episode and we've been talking about community. The theme for this group of young VIPs is community. And today we've unpacked a number of topics related to community, mostly. Talking about community violence and how it impacts the community, and so I would love to just get your final thoughts on, um, you know, what, what are the, you know, let me actually let me say it this way: Listen, we'll, we'll, we talked enough about the the negative parts of community violence. What do you think are the best parts about community? What are the things about community that you appreciate that are going to help us? overcome some of the negative aspects like violence so what are the good things about community that you appreciate as young people
1: when they actually come together as a group and as a whole and trying to make the violence stop hmm. protesting and having events that anybody can come to just coming together more
0: dope thank you jenna Kian, Matthew, what do y'all think? What's some of the good parts about community? That- I think that the good part
2: of community is that uh, we some of us are able to like get together, and if there's a problem, we're able to like get together and help each other and overcome it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of similar to Janaya, said, so definitely coming together is you know that's really what community is, right? It's almost like the definition. Like, so it definitely, I appreciate that. What do you think, Kian? Um, I think. One
3: good thing about our community is is that, probably, I would say the same thing that they're saying. But I just want like say something different. Okay, so
0: you got the the floor is yours, brother.
3: I don't know what I would say, but it would be like the same thing that they're saying. Like we all come together. Like like when we actually want to come together, we'll come together like as a community and like try to like put a stop to something or try to put something in act as you want it to. And if mil- if millions of people like
0: come together. Facts. So you know, the last thought I want to have y'all think about is what about specifically young people? So I know you guys were talking generally about the community and all of us coming together, but what about you as teenagers in the community, particularly the Boston community? What can y'all do? Or what can young people do to help make the community better?
1: Um, I could say being more open. Because nowadays, like teenagers, they're more like hostile and they don't know how to bring people in. That's why they're always shutting people out. I just feel like they should, like, you should be more. I'm saying we because, you know, I'm still a you.
0: Absolutely.
1: I feel like we should be more opening and more understanding instead of blowing up and just, you know, lashing out.
0: I love that. Gentlemen, what do y'all think? What can young people do to, to make the community better? What can y'all do?
2: I mean, what we could do, even though we're young, we could still try to, like, help out and support all the older people that are trying to do what they do.
0: Why, when you said old, you looked at me? You ain't right about it. You ain't right, man. You ain't right. Wait, wait. Can you repeat that? <laughs> I was teasing you. You said older people. I was like, why you, why you say me when you say older people, man? That ain't right, man. I'm still young, man. I'm still young man, still young man dog. Don't let these gray hairs fool <laughs> oh, you. Don't oh, let these gray hairs fool you, bad. man. Keon, what about you? I feel, I feel like I guess all we could just try
2: to
3: do is a just try our best to try to guide you with the basic like I know like I know I'm a you you feel me i'm gonna listen sometimes I'm gonna listen to what people's advice is, sometimes I'm not gonna to listen to what people's advice is, but at the end of the day, I'm gonna always think back and like always remember what people told me, but like just try to like speak to them like feel me like the best words like the best words is your your words. And so I had to talk to them like on some calm, on some calm stuff. Cause like if you try to talk to them some hostile, like, like aggressive type stuff, like they're not really gonna want to listen. Like they're gonna forget that. But if you talk to them some calm stuff, like, like you get a, you go obviously like definitely get an interaction with, with them and like a whole conversation that could possibly build up.
0: Yeah, this is um, you know, it's not an easy question. So you know, don't don't feel like you know you had to have the perfect answer tonight because the truth is there is no perfect answer you know, and I want to, you know, give you all a shout out. You probably don't even realize this or even think about it this way, but it's the truth. You participating in YPP after school, you doing things like this radio station, you doing the different activities that we do on a week to week at Youth Purpose and Partnership, you are already contributing to making the community better because you could be doing any number of things. You could be anywhere else right now, but you're here recording this show and, you know, sharing your thoughts about how we can make a better community, that in and of itself is making the community better. So don't discount that. That's not cap. That's not gassing you up just because we're on the air. That is as real as it gets. And so make sure you always give yourself props for being who you are and making the choice to be a part of YPP because It is a big deal and it is contributing to making society better and the Boston community better. So again, shout out to y'all. Thank you for listening to the VIP show tonight. Uh, As always, we wanna celebrate our listeners for supporting the VIP show, which is brought to you again by Children's Services of Roxbury and the good young people. Some of the good young people you heard tonight on the VIP show, Janiah, Keon, and Matthew from Youth Purpose and Partnership. I'm your co-host and producer along with these brilliant young people. My name is Harry Harding and uh, I will join you, we will join you on another episode of the VIP show very soon. Until then, be safe, be well, and we'll catch up with you soon enough. Peace.